Hi, and welcome to The Terror Test. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And as fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories. Production, monster quality, and scare factor to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon. In this podcast, we will put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready, and begin. Okay. Okay, so, so this is our first week of October. Uh, yes, although last week was our first episode our first, in October. Yes, so. it's our second movie. <laughs> so yeah, we're really oh, bad so about bad. like paying attention to when uh, our episodes are released. Sorry, but this I is this is the first time that we are recording in October. In October. So yeah. even though we're two weeks in, um, you know, by the time you listen to this, uh, yeah, it's our one-year anniversary. Oh my gosh, it is. But yeah. Happy anniversary. Uh, here is a gold ring. <laughs> here is gold it, the, your here, first year? Oh, here <laughs> is a severed finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Right. So it's, man, a whole year. I feel I like we have accomplished so much. Uh, we really have. So this is the 31st episode. Yes. Which is actually works out great. It's sort of 31 days in October. That's We did that on purpose. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about 2,000 Maniacs. Yes. So this is part of our series um, where every week we are looking at a movie um, and one of us will defend the movie and explain why it should be in the canon, um, and the other one has to either resist or submit. <laughs> <laughs> so. This will be probably a more productive conversation than the one about killer clowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 2000 Maniacs. This is my pick. Um, it was released in 1964, directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis, who, as of this recording, uh, passed away last week. Um, and so this is a very timely episode. Uh, he said this was his favorite movie that he's done. Um, it was also written by him, uh, starring Connie Mason as Terry, uh, William Kerwin as Tom, and Jeffrey Allen as Mayor Buckman. So let's get into production. Okay, so we're looking at that the film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. Um, so I just want to say, let's start with the beginning production. Yes. Was. So not was that what I was expecting? Okay. Going so to the movie. you turned on the DVD. Yeah. It started. What were you thinking? So first of all, from the cover and the title, Two Thousand Maniacs. Like going into this, I didn't, I didn't know much about the movie, so I didn't have yeah. like no expectations. But for a horror movie with a uh, sort of like dame on the front, mm -hmm. clad in lingerie, I thought it was going to be. I thought the movie was going to start with the out-of-towners. I knew okay. it was going to be something like that, but I thought it was going to start with them, like, packing or something. Nope. It starts right until um, the South is going to rise. Yeah. Yeehaw. And they got these bumpkins <laughs> putting out road signs and climbing yeah. trees. It starts off like a comedy. Oh, dancing yeah. Dancing in the road. Very slapstick. I was um, not expecting that. I thought I was watching the wrong movie the first time yeah. I played it. Yeah. Um, but I, having rewatched it now, I, I love it. <laughs> it is. I think it's an interesting, it, because it, for somebody who's getting ready, like 
somebody who's handing this to you is going to say, yes, this is a horror movie. And for that expectation going in, it's going to automatically unsettle you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Wait, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was effective um, mm-hmm. on it. Uh, we can go into the details of um, the acting and everything. The acting to me, I know, you know, from us watching lots of movies from the 60s, I know what to expect. Like, it's going to be that mm-hmm. overacting. Yeah. This might as this uh you know could have been on a stage production the way that they act they're painting with very broad strokes <laughs> it's generous yeah. <laughs> it's, well that's just like i understand it but to a point like so one of our first bumpkins just he it's just over the top he's like yeah. twitchy and everything but in overall straw hat yeah um that part was tough for me and it reminds me of um, remember when we watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Uh-huh. Some of those characterizations, it reminded me of that. Even though okay. this came well before, obviously. But just that that sort of like flat character. There's a very cartoonish quality yeah. to some of this. Do you think that's intentional or is that just what happened? Um, I think it's intentional. Um, I mean, it... I think it also speaks to the uh, like B movie quality of this. Um, the The director Herschel Gordon Lewis he is known as the Godfather of Gore. He is like one of the first directors to market his movies for their gore and for their violence. And so, like this is an exploitation movie. Yeah. Um, so you you kind of know that that's that's the kind of writing you're going to get it's the kind of acting you're going to get um and so i i can see how that would take someone out of the movie it does and it does that for me in in the beginning mm-hmm. like i'm not drawn in i'm unsettled in the beginning but i'm mm-hmm. not like drawn in or caring about those characters that they're leading into the town. Like, yeah. It, it's it's difficult to attach. It takes a while to get going. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of special effects, I mean, I the gore was great. Like, it looked good. I was surprised, actually, at how many cutaways there were, though. Yeah. Like, where you're expecting to see the gore, especially mm-hmm. after that first incident where they're, like, chopping off um, uh, her, arm. her arm and stuff. Yeah. Um, there are a couple times after that where I was expecting gore, but it mm-hmm. cut away. Yeah. It, they kind of pull the Texas Chainsaw Massacre exactly trick of, yeah, uh, suggesting rather than showing. Um, another part of the writing along with that, I love all the different um, <clears throat> means of torture. They're all yeah. puritanical, mm. like in origin, like that stuff with the rock falling on them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that what about that the... specifically happened, but stacking was a real mm-hmm. thing. What about the barrel roll? The barrel roll. <laughs> it's the, yes, the ye old ancient practice <laughs> of barrel rolling. Um, I guess, like, what what is it? The Iron Maiden? That yeah, is, yeah. Uh, that that's suit what that, is. that with spikes in it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that fits. I mean, that's not, that's medieval. Yeah. But, uh, but I really, I liked the different, pieces of torture and i mm-hmm. also really enjoyed how it wasn't just about the deaths were really meaningless 
it's not the deaths, but rather it's like viewing the, the mutilation and the suffering that, mm-hmm. that, that they're after. They're, they're out there for, um, for that purpose, not just the murder, not just clean and quick. Like they have to make it yeah. um, brutal. Yeah. And that's what really does, does it for me in this movie. Um, and, and we may be veering a little into monster quality, but I, I just think it speaks to um, the, the way that, you know, the murder is, is portrayed and, and the torture. Um, it, it really, it, it re- it's reminiscent of like lynchings to me. Yeah. And so that's part of what makes it so disturbing. It's public spectacle. Yeah. This spectacle of torture, humiliation, death, and, you know, just surrounded by people. Some are cheering, some are just glaring. Um, and if you look at any pictures of, public lynchings, they have the same expression. And so, um, that, yeah, that really was effective. Yeah. I think part of it too. So part, part of it, it's for that, that I'm inclined because of the writing in the story Mm -hmm. to give it a point, but the overacting and really the part of the story at the end where they can't find the town and it's like, they have the monument and then it disappears. Like, they could have just left it at like, oh, we can't find the road. I don't. I maybe I so, just missed something. Okay, so they were inspired by the play Brigadoon, which I haven't seen myself. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Now that you say that, that makes sense. But okay, it so doesn't make sense why it's in the movie. Like so what? In Brigadoon, there's that like town or that city that appears. I think it's with the sunrise or the sunset. Okay. Um. So I think that's what they're going after. Is yeah. That this every hundred years. After, oh after the Civil War, they appear. See, I didn't get that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's why, like, he walks out of the quicksand at the end. And then there's this whole, like, goofy little part where he says, like, what do you think, is, you know, the Yankees are going to be doing the next hundred years? We're going to have Yankees in rocket ships on the moon? <sighs> I'd see, so, I totally, now that you say, yeah. like, I do, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was just, like... They were just trying to show, well, we can't find it. I didn't get mm-hmm. that there was, it was supposed to be supernatural. Okay. Um, yeah, well, it doesn't really... You don't get any kind of sense of the supernatural until the very end. When they're walking out of the swamp um, and stuff. Yeah. And also, I mean... I told you. In your defense, it, it also is very difficult to hear in some parts. And so some of it just kind of, like, flies... Some of the dialogue can just kind of fly past you at times. But yeah, so that's kind of the the conceit is that, you know, they are the town that was murdered by the 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 Union army right. 100 years ago. Um and See, you know, getting their revenge to- on northerners. I totally missed that 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 was the like they were the actual people. I thought that uh, they were just continuing on mm. like they were just like twisting and warping that uh-huh. historical monument. Cuz I was thinking more like <clears throat> Because it reminded me a lot of the lottery and even watching, like, mm, uh, mm-hmm. there's a BBC version of the lottery that is that was filmed in the 60s that reminds me a lot of this. And so I thought it was like that. I thought it was just this tradition mm-hmm. being passed down. But, oh, man. I mean, that makes me – still, I like, I like the writing. I like the story. But in terms of, like, if we're looking at timelessness, I just think it falls short. Like, I couldn't – I think people watching this movie now, that's going to get in the way. Them. Yeah, and I, I consider that too, but 
My defense of that is that because this town appears every 100 years, it has to be set in the early 60s. And so like that, it it's almost like a period piece, even though it was made yeah. as a contemporary movie, like it wouldn't make sense if they tried to um, update it and make it contemporary because then, I mean, you'd have to... Um, you'd have to change the conceit of the hundred years. Yeah. So the fact that it's like every hundred years, this town comes back, then it's like, okay, so in the 1960s and this time, they would it, have to do it. They would come back. Yeah. But I'm thinking with the, with the acting mm-hmm. and like even cinema, cinematography, like I feel like there's nothing, nothing special about all of those. Okay. I'm trying to think of characters even that stuck with me. I mean, the mayor mm-hmm. for sure, but any of the victims, even the people who get away, I'm just, I didn't attach uh, to them in the beginning. I love the teacher. <laughs> he's just a teacher. <laughs> he's going to a like conference. Hitchhiking <laughs> to a teacher's conference <laughs> in Atlanta. And <laughs> Hey, in a month, I'm going to be going to a conference in Atlanta. And <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even put so that together. Are you gonna to hitchhike? Be, I'm going to be so suspicious of any town that just waves Confederate flags and welcomes me, you know, as a guest of honor. Uh, that was the other thing, and I know you wanted to talk about that. Uh I wrote down the second thing I wrote down was yes, places like this still exist. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Like I've driven had to drive extensively through not so much Georgia, I have to mm-hmm. say only through Alabama. And there are towns that maybe on the surface don't I mean they're probably uh, probably not gonna be waving around and doing a parade with Confederate flags. But like my uncle in Alabama flies his mm-hmm. Confederate flag in his front yard pl- probably every day. Yeah. I mean we have people in Indiana that that fly their Confederate flags. Uh, and I think since I mean since it's become like politically problematic i i think it makes the film that much more effective because it's so casually used and that's also the point because they really are you know of the civil war era yeah you know man so like sorry you just blew my mind because that filled in a huge gap for me with the movie (laughs) understanding the ending um, I still, I can't give it a point, uh, just because of the, really the acting just threw me off. Okay. Um, but that part with the story, it's a lot more interesting now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about monster quality. So okay. the film's monsters are frightening, clearly relate to archetypal fears and have depth. Yeah. I, I think the depth is there. Um, I mean it, and it still feels relevant. Um, you know, like what I mentioned with the Confederate flag, it was just, what, a year or so ago that South Carolina had to lower their flag. Um, I remember reading somewhere about um, how there are some history books that call the Civil War the War of Northern Aggression. That's what they call it at the, at the school I was at. Okay. That's how some of the teach, history teachers still teach it. Right. As the War of Northern Aggression. And they also teach... Um, and you know, I'm not an expert in the civil war, Mm -hmm. um, but they teach that slavery was not the main driving factor in the civil war, which I know 
technically it's not, but it doesn't mean it's non-issue. Right. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that's, that still exists. Yeah. And so, um, that, that, you know, deep seated resentment that is still haunting us generations, um, after, I think that's still relevant. Uh, like I said, the, the scenes, the, the actual like torture and execution scenes, uh, they just, they kind of remind me of, of images of lynchings. Um, and so that is, is really evocative. Mm-hmm. Well, even, uh, and I wrote down the kids when they're playing with the nooses and they hang the cat yeah. in the beginning, that is creepy. Yeah. And they're like swinging them around. Uh-huh. Just so parade. casual. Um, so in, in terms of that, yeah, the monsters are pretty, I guess that's more scare factor, but do have depth. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about when we watched the the purge also, just that, that mob mentality. It's mm-hmm. like when people uh, latch onto a cause, yeah. um, they can, they can do anything. Mm-hmm. And also um, it reminds me of a chapter in men, women and chainsaws uh, with the, like the urban versus the country um, that, that conflict. Um, I mean, it, I, I lived in Edinburgh, Indiana, which is, you know, just a small town, Indiana. And I, you know, I was a city boy, you know, <laughs> living among country folk, even though we were all living in a city. But yeah, um, it, you know, just that uh, feeling of being like an outsider um, that like our victims feel, I mean, that, that felt genuine. Yeah. So, so okay. So, if we say the town is a monster, mm-hmm. uh, we could pick out individual characters. We could say the the mayor himself, mm-hmm. the monster for pushing, because it seems like it's that main group who's driving it. So, wait, this yeah. goes back. So, I'm thinking about what you said in the production with the story. Why then, if this is a tradition, if they are like, let's say, the ghosts of Civil War past uh-huh. or whatever, um, why then is there that moment after? I think it's in the second one when they drop the stone, the second death. Um, um, the stone's a little later. But is that late? Yeah. I, I can't remember which death it is, but the crowd like stops and just stares. And it seems like they're having a moment where they're sort of regretting participating. Yeah. Uh, like, oh man, like that was that's too much. That's after like the horse race. I oh, believe, and they quarter the guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like, oh, that was, that was pretty bad. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Why would they... Well, because that that was really the first like public execution, right? Okay. Before it was the, the the woman that died. Before it was she was in a room with like those, right. those men, um, and so yeah, that was the first time a whole crowd was there. And yeah, I liked how that kind of complicated it a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Um, they gave it depth. Yeah, and then you know they just you know started singing again and was able to kind of cheer everyone up. Yeah, so. But that's that's what's confusing. It's if, if they're ghosts doing this, like cursed to do this. I'm trying to think that why, like, why would they have a conscience about it? I don't know. They're they're complex ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But doesn't that well, give them a little more depth? It does. It okay. totally does. And I like I appreciated that scene. It wasn't so. Even though we're saying like it's an exploitation near the beginning, it made it less. Mm-hmm. Exploitive, like 
I, I really, yeah, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And that made me think of one thing too. This goes back to production. I want to take back what I said about cinematography. Um, I noticed too, I love the transitions in a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like, so when, um, and I had this in my notes, when they chop up the woman mm-hmm. and they end with like chopping her arm off, it does a crossfade into the, um, to the I think one of the new strangers in her room and it's her shoulder. Oh, they yeah. do that a I lot. That too, yeah. So the transitions. I'll take that back about cinematography. I think those were really creative. It would go mm-hmm. from one of those gory scenes to the next scene, but it would use mm-hmm. some part of somebody's body or some part of the scene to do it, mm-hmm. which I thought was really effective. So I monster quality. I think I have to give it a point. Yeah. I think it has depth. Um, I'm still scared of these monsters. Um, every time my family drives through Alabama from Birmingham to Gulf Shores. Um, yeah, we get these. So it's not just Alabama, it's Florida too. You can drive mm-hmm. through part of Florida and it's scary. Okay. <laughs> I, I give it a point as well. Cool. Scare factor. Scare factor. The film has clear intent to scare and must be successful in that objective from beginning to end. Oh, it's so hard to talk about this from the beginning. Is the intent to scare? I think it's I well, mean, that, but that scene that with complicates the cat our definition is, yeah. is at the end, um, or at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. It is. Um, and so right away, it's you, creepy. Yeah, that scene's really disturbing. Um, and then, yeah, throughout you you get these really you know problematic scenes of everyone waving the Confederate flag, and then you get into the torture. And so I was pretty unsettled throughout. I would say. Yeah, once the once they get to the town, I think after the beginning, the very very beginning, is, yeah, yeah. But even the end, like I said, the end was just um, a little frustrating, confusing. It took away from like I would have been just as satisfied had they just driven away. Yeah, like why do they need to? I mean, I get why they go back and everything with the investigation, but as a as a viewer, I could just see them drive away. It's just mm-hmm. like it. Um, what Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. the original, like just gets away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we're we're still what ten years away from Texas Chainsaw yeah. at the time of this movie. So uh, maybe they um, are still a little them. more stuck with convention as far as storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I can I can see that at at the end. Although, you know, the reveal of that it is this ghost town. You no, know, I think that. Um, adds to it but I mean obviously the scenes themselves I, I think are really disturbing mm-hmm. um, the um, this idea of like just being in uh, a foreign place and being like that vulnerable um, like having being surrounded by people who are malicious and want to hurt you um, I think that felt very real throughout the movie. And so mm-hmm. that was effective. For me. Yeah. It's like those characters have to deal with some sort of like politeness yeah. or there's some sort of etiquette. Like we're visitors. We need mm-hmm. to be polite. And they're mm-hmm. just out there to yeah. tear them the apart. The teacher is the only one that suspects. <laughs> <laughs> He's using his, <laughs> his critical thinking cynical. skills. <laughs> It's just all uh, all teachers are cynics. So. Yeah. I, hey, it's nice to see like a teacher win 
every once in a while. It's true. It's true. Yeah, but like what you were saying about the sort of like stranger in a strange land idea, I mean, it's it's something that carries through throughout hard through the decades. So like that reminds me of like Hostel, right? They experience the same thing. It's like people are acting nice on the surface, but really Mm -hmm. they're out to get them and sell them or whatever. Um, So I think Scare Factor... I think I have once you get past again, I'm still hung up on mm-hmm. the acting. I think once you get past that, I think it's scary. Good. I do as well. So doesn't quite make it into the canon, mm-hmm. but um honorable mention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, it needs to be because it's establishes so many um great things, like as a foundation for mm-hmm. movies in the future. Yeah. That we love. Yeah, I'm glad that um, we have a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie uh, represented. Yeah. In our, on our what election. else is worth watching from him? That's a good question. Um, I just started watching Blood Feast, which was kind of his big, the one that kind of put him on the map. Um, and I like this one better. So, really? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll maybe we'll get through some of his other stuff. Yeah, I wonder if we should time. do, we should if we should do like gore as a topic and yeah. do what are they? Um, what's the name for it in the horror community? Is it gore hounds? Is that what people uh, yeah. call themselves? That like really are into like the, the Italian gore and stuff like mm. that. Um, what there's a specific name for like those Italian movies. Yeah, Every like that. horror fan is that's listening is just like you. Idiot. Yeah, I know yelling at it. <laughs> Um, it's like what Argento does. Oh yeah, uh, Jalo. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, I think we should do a segment on. Yeah, that would that. be that would be fun. What's the one? There's one with a cat in it. What's it called? Uh, brain something. Mm. Oh, I'm embarrassing myself. Okay. Uh, anyway, we'll do we, a research. We obviously need back. to expand our horizons a little bit. Then. Yep. So, um, great. Well, uh, that is it for this week. Yep. And then next week we're going to be watching House of a Thousand Corpses. Corpses? Yes, the Rob Zombie. What's our deal with numbers this October? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny funny story on the commentary for this movie. It was originally titled 5,000 Maniacs. But they couldn't get many extras because of the budget. So they lowered the number down down to 2,000. Awesome. But it works. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah, so the House of a Thousand Corpses. Have a great October. We'll catch you next time. Pencils down. The terror test is over.